Welcome IP Friends to episode 94 of the IP series podcast with Rita. I don't know guys. I don't how does that sound? I don't know. Anyways, welcome to IP series with Rita. My name is Rita Arichinda and I am an intellectual property lawyer based in River State. Yep. Proud Portaco again. But anyways, if you haven't listened to my previous episode, you know, talking about the copyright and AI generative case uh, featuring Christina Castanova. Yeah, got that right. I also talked about the recent update from the US Copyright Office as to, you know, guidelines for digital artists who want to copyright their um, artificial intelligence generative work. Then I also talked about the recent, it's not recent anyways, but then a case about um, INEG being accused of a patent infringement and industrial design infringement and disobeying court orders and you know what is happening right now in the country. INEC is not obeying court orders and you know. But yeah, if this is your first time listening to me talk about intellectual property, please check out my previous episode. I mean, I already have 93 episodes published. Now this is going to be the 94th one, but yeah, please listen to my episode, share, like, subscribe on any of the platforms you're currently listening to me right now. It will mean a lot to me, guys. Thank you. Now for my returning listeners, Mwah! you guys are the bomb. Thank you, thank you for always coming back to listen to me. Thank you for the reviews, the criticisms. I mean, I get everything. Thank you, guys. I really do appreciate it. I guess we should, you know set up like a meet and greet if that is something you guys would be interested in please send me a shout out to my dm at ip series one or ip series underscore with reader or to my email at ip series info at gmail.com dot com oh my god but yeah thank you guys always i really do appreciate but now let's get into the deets for today So as a true Nigerian, or as a Nigerian, first I'm going to say I'm proud of you guys. Like your creative expressions, your innovative works out there that you guys put out. I mean, is the bomb. But then, one of the issues I think the creative space or some Nigerians have. I'm saying some because I, I do not want to generalize. And I don't want anybody to drag me. <laughs> uh, it's not like I'm scared, but then I like my sanity, but. Uh, moving away, what I was saying is that I, I think some people do not understand how intellectual property works, which is why certain people decide to monetize uh, content or creative work or inventions that they consider to be uh, in vogue or popular or something that's trending. Like, okay, let me let me just you know show my own skill that I can do a lot better. I, mean, I guess it's. It always comes out like that. I don't know. I'm just saying. But then this is um, how it, it's turned out within the last few weeks. I mean, we just recently concluded the elections, and I'm, I'm not going to make a comment about that. But then one phrase or term that became popular during the presidential election was the LOP, you know? So. Uh, I had initially done like a Twitter version and a LinkedIn version talking about how you can, you know, create merchandise from your your creative work. This is as a source of um, extra revenue for yourself, especially for creatives. 
But now you're seeing it evolve from the original author or creator to other people wanting to take advantage of the popularity of the phrase. So um, I had initially planned to publish this podcast, but then I decided to update my knowledge again because I, uh, my friend God's love um, had tagged me on a post where there was a, I think it's a fizzy, a fizzy drink with LP on it. Uh, let me get the picture and see. So he tagged me on that post asking uh, what were the IP implications, um, you know. And my train of thought as to the case just changed because I was initially focusing on merchandising. But um, when God's Lord tagged me on that post, I was like, okay, I think I need to look at this from another angle. Um, so let me just so the question was with the level of publicity this popular LOP 74, LOP 75 is garnering after the election. Would an IP protection in bracket trademark be necessary? So he goes for that to say, as Sabinus did with something huge, can't this be protected for monetization and exploitation? So he tagged me and other colleagues on the post and my initial thought was, so in order for, for um, a product or a mark to enjoy trademark protection, the phrase must first meet the requirement um, of the function as a trademark being associated with a product and any medium of protection may be lost to it being generic, you know. So I just focused, I just thought, okay, maybe... This is another way I can look at this case, and I hope you guys see it from my own point of view. But if you have a different view regarding the whole LOP, I mean, I, I support a legal party, so I'm pretty much excited talking about this. But then, if you think my view about, uh, you know, looking at uh, LOP becoming a generic term is, you know, is not correct, because I'm always, I'm always open to learning. I mean, you have to learn or learn and relearn, which is you know basically the whole point but for this extended version um of the ip series regarding this conversation on lop as a trademark i would like to start from looking at it from you know becoming a generic term to then delving into the actual conversation which was how you can uh, get extra revenue from um, merchandising yeah through merchandising so Let's get, I'm not going to say, should I say let's get into the conversation, but yeah, let's just start the whole generic trademark conversation and then kick it up from there and you guys let me know what you think. So at the recently concluded presidential election, which took place on the 25th day of February 2023, um, Stephen Mwaka, who was at his polling unit during the collection of the um, presidential results, uh, was recorded um, chanting, I would say chanting, chanting or singing um, LOP. So it started with LP, then LOP 74, LOP 75, LOP 76, LOP 77, OB, OB1, and you know, it goes on and on and on. Now, what has stuck in the in the mind of most Nigerians is just LOP. LOP. Everywhere you go, LOP. 
you know, people are changing um, handles to just LOP, they're now hashtags. And recently there was, um, so I, I had come across a, a, a quoted post on my timeline on Twitter in the early hours after the presidential election, I can't remember now, um, where someone was like, um, he needed to know who um, was the first person that coined the LOP. And I was like, ooh, this is really nice. I mean, someone is doing his due diligence so that he will not be accused of an IP infringement or unauthorized use. So he goes for that to say, so I just want to give full credit before putting out my stickers. So um, and then it turns out on the 3rd of March, that's three days after the election, um, he was tagged to the original creator of the phrase LOP and then you know they went into a merchandising collaboration deal and created a couple of um, products using LOP uh, Obi Kereke eh? yeah Obi One so it's, it's a beautiful merchandise product you know and it went live I think that same week but then it has now evolved into something else, which is where Godslop tagged me on the Instagram post of someone creating a fizzy drink using LUP as part of their, I think the name of the brand. So it's LUP74, LUP75, LUP76. Then it wrote verified. So there's verified on it. And then there are certain phrases like, um so it's a bit faint but i think that's all i can see right now so i would take it that this is like someone designing a product to be sold not that it's actually being used that's going to be my first um impression so it's a frizzy drink of an orange strawberry and apple flavor what's on it is 70 lp 74 lp 75 lp 76 verified 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 you know so I then looked at it from, like I stated initially, um, LUP becoming a generic term where it's not linked to a product, but then people use it to identify certainties. Well, I don't know. I think maybe I might be messing it up, but that's, that's my argument in terms of whether LUP can enjoy being protected without it re being registered first of all. So we live in a society that is surrounded by many goods, many competitive consumer goods and services. And then you have this desire of the consumers to purchase a particular good um, depending on the holy grail of the brand marketing, which can be linked to trademark. Um, and, you know, also the goodwill and reputation that the brand may have garnered over the course over the period of time, basically. But then, let's discuss how LUP may, at some points, become a generic term. Like every other phrase that goes viral in Nigeria, which kind of enjoys like a limited, short um, shelf life. You know, if you look at it from the fast fashion um, perspective, where, you know, they're churning out um, imitated um, designs at a lower cost and at, with uh, you know the quality is also not um, high standard quality 
something like that. So you just find out that when a phrase or a time goes viral in Nigeria, everyone just wants to, you know, get on it, get a piece of it, and then before you know, it just fizzles out. And we're back to square one, waiting for the next viral thing. Now it's LUP, the play, help me, help me. They carry me the go, I don't know, you know, all of those things, and people trying to get creative with it. So, I know when this, this first, when the post first went viral, um, couple of producers or DJs went, you know, got busy, and that's what most people were bobbing their heads to. And you know, we then moved from that to people printing, um dresses with LUP on it and you know it, 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 we kept getting creative now we have uh, I would say the most uh, well thought out merchandise between Steven and what's I'm trying to remember the Twitter user's name but I will definitely refer to him in the course of this whole interaction um, but yeah at the moment LUP um, it's been as it's not been associated with a particular product other than the merchandise that it has created. But the phrase alone can be linked to Steven. Can Steven as an individual function as a source of origin? I highly doubt that. Um, but then I don't want to get creative on this episode because I was as I was talking about it, I just thought about, you know, personality rhyme, but yeah, that's me pushing it, really pushing it. So, like I said, not going to do that. So, I, I would have said, I would say yes, based on the merchandise and product development collaboration that already exists between Stevie Walker and the Twitter user Leye Connect. So, it's at Leye Connect. That's on the first hand. So, you can associate LUP to certain products that they created. So, there's a sticker, there's a phone case, uh, I think there's also a t shirt, and then there's a, there's a hat. Yeah, there's a hat as well. But yeah, let's move on. The hat as well. So let's move on. Now, so how can someone like Steven lose the distinctiveness of his creation for an unregistered mark where the basis of trademark is that the mark in question must be used in commerce consistently? So you must consistently use LUP. To make money if you're not using it for profits then someone can take advantage of that and that is where the disadvantage of you having an unregistered trademark will come in whereas for where you have a registered trademark someone can apply to the registry to cancel your registration for non-use uh, i think the the minimum uh, requirement for that in nigeria is that you must have been you must have abandoned or the trademark in question must have been dormant for um, at least five years before someone can make that application so you know then again you have to look at it from the point where Stevie must first identify the commercial value of LUP especially after it went viral um, I, I don't think Stephen even thought that it was even going to get viral that people would you know um, identify I would use the word identify here identify within however we look at it from the test of determining whether a mark is identical or confusingly similar especially I mean if you read section um, 13 sub 1 so I was reading uh, mr. Mark Modi uh, SAN's book 
you guys if you if you if you have an interest in id or trademark in particular check that book out it's a commentary on on trademark so very detailed and helpful as well i i most often refer to it when i'm doing like my research you know but yeah so he stated that there are certain tests used to determine whether a mark is identical or confusingly similar first okay so i i really i just i think i just talked to two that i felt connected to this case so the first one is the ear and the eye test so the eye test for if a consumer sees lup would they link it to steven you know all of that ear test come will come into place where in terms of pronunciation intonation and then i was having a conversation with uh, Mr. Kessan, he was like, Amory, why, why, don't you, why don't you look at this from the point where, uh, you know, so Stephen um, can be, I think Stephen is an Igbo man, and there are certain parts of um, Igbo, the eastern part, where um, L, the letter L is pronounced as Elu, you get. So he was looking at it from that point of view, and I was like, oh, that, that makes a bit of sense. Well, so when I was looking at this from the generic aspect, I was like, okay, would the ear and the eye test um, apply in this instance? Maybe. Can LUP be, be linked to um, Steven? I think a lot of people will say yes. Maybe they may not know that his name is Steven, but they'll be like, oh, that guy at the polling that was like, LUP. So I would say yes. Um, in terms of intonation, would that kind of infringe on Labour Party's um does it if, if labor party as a as a name is registered you know those, those are the questions you'd be considering um when talking about um identical or confusing similar marks then the next one the second test is a general recollection um test which analyzes whether it's possible to mistake uh one mark for the other is there going to be some sort of confusion especially if this other mark is absent you know so those are the two, I think there are about five tests. I'm, I would post about that later. But those are the two the 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 two tests that I considered to be um relevant for this. And thirdly, um, would you consider um LUP an indication of origin or or that it guarantees some sort of quality or is able to differentiate um LUP from LP? Or does it also function as a trademark or does it function as some sort of advertising or can it be associated um, with a particular product then Stephen after identifying the commercial value of LUP can avoid using LUP generically so you can't be using it as a common term that oh a LUP team something like that don't you know when you use it as a verb or an adjective uh, that it ends up you know moving down the 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 charts of what one would consider to be a strong mark um, such as a fanciful mark or arbitrary mark but it's it's not the best way to achieve um, to achieve. Um, you know, make your mark to be strong when you consistently uh, make use your mark or the, the term or the phrase generically. Then, fifth, would a trademark can a trademark owner use? Um, so a trademark not can so a trademark owner can use either the R with a circle symbol to indicate that the mark has been registered or that 
or they can use TM to indicate that though it's unregistered, it enjoys a bit of goodwill, reputation, and a limited form of protection within that territory. We know that intellectual property protects intangible asset within a particular jurisdiction or territory. Um, so yeah, those are the things that I think Stephen can do. This is not a legal advice. This is just for educational purpose. The first one is quote me, but these are the things that I was thinking about when I was thinking of, you know, the generic aspect and also monetization in terms of raising revenue through merchandising. Now, other ways that um, someone can lose their trademark is when you abandon it. Like I said previously, if you abandon your mark, your trademark for at least five years in Nigeria, I think it's three years in the UK. Yeah, three years in the UK. Um, you stand the chance of losing it. Someone, someone can apply for non-use, cancel, strike it out of the registry, and you lose it. When you don't pay your or renew your trademark fees, um, when it becomes generic that it's no longer strong or distinctive enough, which might happen in the case of LOP. Um, but then I think Stephen has to consult an IP lawyer or a trademark lawyer or a trademark firm or an IP firm to help you know build on what he has created but then again you, you might also want to consider reaching out to labor party to so they don't um accuse you of passing off or taking advantage of the popularity that the party has garnered over the last couple of months um then again it, it um it's easy for your consumers to identify your brand and may be difficult it might end up being difficult for you to enforce your intellectual property rights if everyone starts using LOP to describe a product or a service. So, LOP, um, I'm thinking of something now. LOP laundry service, LOP drink, LOP um, paint, LOP entertainment service, you know, all of, that thing, all of those things. So, if you also fail to monitor how your, your term or phrase or name, word, slogan is being used for commercial purpose in term, maybe in, 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 light of say a licensing arrangement where you don't monitor how the licensee uses your your term or your trademark in question um also when your application um is considered to be fraudulent or misrepresentative maybe the 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 details you put in there were not genuine or not real they represent misrepresented what your brand is all about and also when your mark is consistently being used incorrectly and you don't correct that notion you might end up losing uh, the mark so why so these are that's so what going for why would uh, why would LP at some points end up being generic despite the motivation of it as an anthem for most Nigerians who were you know looking forward to a new Nigeria hmm so I've been talking a lot about generic terms. So what exactly is a generic trademark? So what is a generic trademark? Now, remember I, I had talked about the charts in terms of, um, you know, how strong, from the strongest to the least um, type of trademark you can register. So a generic trademark basically um, is... A mark that has become commonly used to identify a product and not the brand so let's say um, so currently in Nigeria a lot of people call noodles Indomie 
I won't buy Indomie, I want to buy Indomie. Indomie is a branding, and, but slowly it's becoming a generic term that people use to identify a product and not the brand itself. So a generic term is when the name associated with the mark has become so common that anyone can use it to describe a product, making it lose its exclusivity um, to the brand, to the product, and in the class that it was registered. Remember, trademark registration, when you do a trademark registration, you have to pick out of the 45 classes under the NICE classification. Now, um, if it didn't start out being generic, it might end up being overused. And in Nigeria, the in order for you to acquire a trademark protection, the owner is expected to register the mark in the relevant class under the NICE classification or be the first person to use it for commercial so first person to to register it for commercial purpose because we apply what is called the first to file system. Um or in the instance, if you choose not to register it at the moment, maybe because you feel it's not important or you don't have funds, you might enjoy what is um, a limited form of protection as an unregistered trademark. Or you can register it with the intention to actually use it. So you have an instance where someone actually registered a, a mark but do not have an intention to use that trademark for commercial purpose. This is different from you registering a defensive mark. That's, I think I've talked about that in my previous episode. So if you haven't listened to the last 93 episodes, please take your time and listen to them. But yeah, um, how can a mark become generic? Now, when it is not identified to a particular brand but linked to a type of product, like I stated, noodles, Indomie. I won't buy Indomie. Or I won't buy... Uh, Jig. Oh, I won't buy Hypo. Uh, I won't buy Biro or Big Gimme Big. You know. Uh, I ask again, what product is LUP linked or associated with? So, other than the merchandise that was done with Layer Connect, what other product? So, at the moment, if Steven isn't strategic, he might end up losing um, the phrase. Or it can just be adopted by everyone, then it becomes like a an anthem, or even Labour Party can consider, you know, hiring him in future for their future um, promo campaign, etc. etc. Um, how do you prove that a trademark is now generic? Now, according to a post by my that's N sorry, NY trademark lawyer, he said it is determined when the class of goods or services is at issue what the class of goods and services under the nice classification what 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 class of um goods and services would lp fall under i, I did not take my time to go through the list uh, but i think it will fall um since since they already have a match it will fall under the 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 use for services and um, then secondly would the public understand that the term lp um has been designated primarily um, for that particular class you know those are the questions that one needs to consider you know improving whether a trademark is generic first is the class it was registered and second is the public understanding of the trademark in question now did you know lino Leum was the first term to 
become generic which is sad because they were not even proactive enough to protect um the misuse of their term um can the popular election phrase or slogan um enjoy trademark protection that is now lup which is being chanted and you know that has emerged and a lot of commercialization people are thinking of you know exploiting the popularity at the moment um first this is this wasn't like a a company slogan um even though labor party which one would assume is it would be like the similar marking question um but then i don't i do not think there's any sort of you know confusion there's going to be any sort of confusion at the end of the day you get so now that we have a merch and the sound recording um included we are also seeing pictures of people taking advantage of this viral sensation without reaching out to steven i'm not sure that steven has a trademark i think i've said that before but then there are certain silent issues that may have some implication first uh like i i think i mentioned it in passing steven's intonation as an evil man which better the sensation would LP consider this to be an infringement or passing of an event that they say, okay, we want to take advantage of the popularity? I mean, Labour Party is already a popular political party in Nigeria. Um, would they see um, LUP um, riding on their goodwill? Do they see any sort of identic identical or similar uh, similarities between... Um, the two phrases or terms um another thing again would be to consider the fact that determine whether a trademark trademark in these terms and i'm using trademark loosely um is a generic name or a term in a trademark dispute um lup hasn't assistance now acquired a secondary meaning and also it also depends on the success and popularity of lup it may cause steven who is the original creator now to lose the exclusive rights to use it for commercial purpose and also protect it under the trademark law in nigeria for instance you know that xenorox almost became a generic term because of misuse but they successfully prevented that by coming up with a very innovative campaign ad um, which convinced consumers to continue using the word photocop instead of um, xenorox um and one of the best defenses that one if you're faced so let's say someone accuses you of trademark infringement and you're trying to figure out the best way to get out of it. one of the, the the defense you can use is stating that the mark in question has become generic within that particular industry um and in this instance the register so in the event of a trademark infringement the person who registered the mark can apply to the registrar to cancel the mark from the registry um so under under the nigeria trademark act you can see section 40 sub 1 paragraph c or regulation 86 and 87 of the trademark regulations um you can also look out for form 20 so form 23 on how to file an application for cancellation um, in the event 
um, where um, you've considered that the mark has been abandoned or not being used by the person or your um, anything. So, like I said, that one of the best defense for trademark case is that the mark in question is now generic within your industry. So, that's something you can also consider. Now, what, what other options are available to a registered trademark owner to ensure that his trademark doesn't become generic? One, well, you need to police and monitor it. Um, which is this is where your intellectual property department or your IP the IP firm or your retainer or IP lawyer on your retainer will come in. Um, they will help you monitor how your trademark is being used. Uh, make sure that um, the adverts place tells the the consumers the name, the logo, the phrase, the uh, slogan used for your product is identifying your product itself. So, my product is a noodle brand, but this is Mimi noodles. This is Indomie noodles. This is uh, <laughs> uh, Dangote noodles. You know, or Dangote spaghetti. The spaghetti or spaghetti. <laughs> uh, but you, you I'm, I'm sure with this example, you understand what I mean. Um, it must be consistent. So, all your adverts must consistently say this is a Samsung phone or this is an Apple phone. No, this is an iPhone. I mean, iPhone is also a trademark. But yeah, no, let it not be that. If someone wants to buy iPhone, they're like, oh, I won't buy iPhone. And they're like, okay. And you bring out an iPhone, person like, no, this is not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, say, a technophone, something like that. Then another way is to, you can issue what is called a cease and desist letter to ensure that you don't lose your trademark and it doesn't become weak and also prevents... You can also prevent the registration of a similar and identical mark within the same class. Other options will include you filing a notice of op opposition, opposition. Sorry, guys. Opposition to prevent the mark from being registered or being as in, deemed to be abandoned or rejected by the registry or the trademark office. And then your final option could be to institute an action in court for unauthorized use, infringement, and or passing off. So. I think this is like my summary, looking at this LOP case study from the gen being generic, becoming a generic term. Um, but yeah, that's about it for the <laughs> generosity of LOP as a trademark. Now let's move on to the other part of our conversation, which is to consider the merchandising um, options available to someone within the creative space. Now, as a creative person or innovative person, someone who owns intellectual property, one of the silent um, provisions for an IP is that you must use it for commerce. You must use it for commercial purpose. So, you must be commercially exploited. So, this gives you more avenue to raise um, revenue or funds for yourself and you can do that as a creative by creating a <laughs> you can do this by uh, creating a merchandise product or going to a licensing deal or a partnership or collaboration or assigning your intellectual property right so first of all it is merchandising aka merch and this is a use of a range of products used by a creative for commercialization and exploitation of their intellectual property right which is also key for marketing the creative 
and also a good business strategy to become memorable in the minds of your consumers for instance the obedience proudly obedience um you know so remember the match deal i talked about between steven and layer connect so something like this people who are obedient or who find the term um intriguing can decide that okay i just need to own say the phone case or the key holder or just put the sticker on my phone or my car or something you know um creatives get to enjoy uh, merchandising right which gives them the right to make use sell license or authorize other people to exploit the bundle of rights and that i listed above that is the right to make the sell to assign to license etc etc um which steven had already considered when um layer connect had reached out to them now ip which is an intangible asset um is born out of human intellect in form of a song phrases logo invention literary and artistic works um, that must be used in commerce ip also serves as a legal framework that regulates the creative and innovative sector it also gives them legal backing and protection within the territory as long as it's an original expression is in a tangible format it serves and prov provides solutions to a problem in the societies uh, but yeah, that's about it. Then, five rights of merchandising. You have rights. You have to create the right merch. You have to create the right quantity. Um, produce it at the right time. Put the right price and look for the right place so that you're able to um, prevent any kind of, say, some sort of fast fashion-like scenario you get. So the downside of a merchandise, creating merchandise, is sometimes you attract copycats. So I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to call people who are now creating um, jerseys with the LP printed on it and the fizzy drink copycat, but that's basically what they are. They're also creating counterfeited products so, uh, and also pirating um, LP product and taking advantage of the popularity would I call the would I would I say the popularity is now a goodwill or reputation sort of, um, but yeah, tips to secure your IP and protect your merch. You need to identify the relevant elements of your IP that has commercial value and register it. For instance, the term LUP will be one name. I think one name. I don't know what it means in Igbo. I wish I could hear. Igbo. I don't even hear my dialect to start with, which is upsetting. Which would have been useful right now, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll be done. So, elements like your logo, design, phrases, terms, names, character. You know, you can also opt for a good licensing model for your merch. It can be like an exclusive deal, so it's just you and one person. Or you can decide that um, Stephen can decide that he wants to license LOP to several persons and monetize, and everybody goes home happy. You can also select the right product to be used and identify your target market. Um, now, right of an unregistered trademark owner. You remember that LOP, as at the last time, I'm, I am aware because I know trademark registration cannot be done in three months, no matter what any trademark agent tells you. But it's not even up to three months. I think it's not. Okay, it's, it's a month already. Yeah, it's a month already. 25th of February to now is a month and two days or three days already. Um, so I would say it's still an unregistered trademark. So, what rights? Does an unregistered trademark have now under section three 
of our trademark as it gives the trademark owner the right to sue for thoughts of passing off. So Stephen can exercise the limited rights that he has to sue someone for passing off, taking advantage of the popularity and reputation and goodwill that LUP has garnered over the last one month um, against a similar mark. Um, but nothing was expressly stated about suing for unauthorized, unauthorized use of the mark. Now, trademark, as a trademark which isn't registered, but can't be, uh, you know, infringed. Now, would the product of LUP merge uh, be an unfair business practice? Probably. Um, however, where there's a cause of action for passing off, um, LUP can consider its reputation, the damages has done to him. Um, I think there are three things. Mis that they, there has been a misrep, there has been damage to his reputation, and person has taken advantage of his goodwill that he has garnered. So, what are the intellectual property rights that LUP can enjoy? First, copyright for the song. I mean, everyone was literally bobbing their head to LUP 74 LUP. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, copyright protection for the song. Um, the lyrics, the sound recording, the composition, which, you know, all of those things. But I wouldn't want to focus on that because my primary area of concentration for today is just trademark. I'm not focusing on the copyright aspect of it. That would, you know, want, maybe want to stretch things a bit for me. I mean, but yeah. Uh, the next one would be trademark, which protects logos, phrases, terms, names, short phrases, you know. Then industrial design for the visual appearance and combination of colors used for the merchandise now layer x steven relationship um can be possible or is already possible now when i wrote this i wrote p-o like peter ob or p-o in capital letter but yeah <laughs> so i wrote that and like okay this relationship can be possible through a partnership or collaboration or licensing arrangement for a fixed term of duration don't know what Leia and Steven agreed to after he had reached out to them or what the royalties or the term of the, the arrangement was. So this is just me educating. This is not a legal opinion now. So parties will agree on a fixed term, whether it's going to be an assignment of right or licensing or whatever it is. But I do hope that parties signed an agreement prop to properly document this relationship. Nothing like a um, handshake or not my guy. No, there's no guy in business. It's not even family or bestie in business. You just have to be very professional um, about what you're doing. Then consider the fact that they are both creative. I mean, maybe Stephen didn't start out as a creative creative. This is not me. I'm not talking down on, on what um, the sensation that LOP has garnered. Um, but Leia, as I found out, is a creative designer. But both parties as creators enjoy certain intellectual property rights which give them economic rights to earn from their creativity. Um, so any in terms of um, royalties for Steven and profit for Leia for creating the merch and their moral right to prevent any mutilation, distortion that could harm their reputation. Now, I think this is where um, the other products you are seeing will come into place now can Steven exercise his moral right to prevent other people from taking advantage of the popularity that 
LOP has garnered. So anyone trying to face a fizzy drink or dresses for sale or key holders, can he exercise a moral right and say you do not have the right to do this? Uh, let's say someone decides to use LOP in a porn video or like my moralist retirement satanic video or link it to say uh, something really bad anyways something that is not in line with steven's principle or layer's principle as a designer whatever it is their goal of creating um the lp match they can exercise their moral rights or paternity right as it's called to prevent anyone from distorting lp they can also layer can also protect the logo created as its ip but in this case um this will be some sort of joint ownership between layer and um steven so here are my guidelines for creators who want to explore merchandising as a form of revenue generation one you need to consider the environment you are and the motive for creating that merchandise um, the graphic design work that will be done, um, how to market it to your consumers, aka in this instance, obedience, the platforms for hosting your sale. You also consider profits, commissions, and royalties, shipping and logistics. You need to also consider um, the case where the products uh, can be exploited by people not meant to do so then you can consider issues uh, unusual or visual merchandising as the heart of your creativity and distribution channel then consider management as well who's going to manage that portfolio of your merchandise will you be the one doing that will it be your manager will it be the company will it be a third party company whatever it is those are issues you need to consider when you're opting to create a merchandise product now, why is merchandising important for creatives? One, it gives you an opportunity to create unique products that speaks to your brand as a creative. Um, the earlier, the better, especially because the IP system we have here in Nigeria applies the first to file and not the first to use principle. LOP, however, um, if the IP, e.g. the phrase or the chant or the term LOP can be linked to the original creator who is Steven, um, he already enjoys say an automatic protection um for the chant because um copyright basically doesn't protect short phrases it doesn't even protect titles it doesn't even protect ideas or facts we need to see it expressed in a tangible format so this lp has bundle of different rights from the person so the person who recorded um steven enjoys his own or her own sort of IP protection. Layer who created the match enjoys his own protection. Steven who who creates who was chanting the term or the phrase enjoys his own form of protection, um, which can be enforced against any unauthorized use or alleged infringement or passing off as the case may be. Steven and Layer can deepen their relationship um, through what the obedient already have and consider the potential of creating an LOP fan club. Sign me up when you guys decide to do that anyways. Really interested and you know, looking forward to seeing that. And I, and I think 
Labour Party as a political party um, in Nigeria listens to its, I mean, the people, which is what most people were looking forward to. But the powers that be said no. Um, but moving on, what's the goal for creating this merge? I think uh, basically for me, I would say wanting, I wouldn't say riding on the popularity of LUP, but I would just say trying to bring people closer to the brand and to the vision of having a new Nigeria. Uh, or maybe just having something fanciful in your collection if you're a collector. Or just supporting the creative. I don't know, whatever your your goal might be in terms of, you know, creating the merch, whatever it is. But yeah, creating merch can help both creators in this instance um, by trusting them into the limelight. You can get sponsorship and ambassador deal from maybe the most popular party right now, the Ebo party in future for promotion. Um, future publicity and awareness for free and fair election. It also gives them new opportunities as creators or as creatives or as authors, IP owners, you know, uh, all of those things. They can also, it's, it's a form, like I said, extra revenue for Layer as a creative merch director and Steven as a creator of the viral LUP song or chant or anthem or phrase. Plus, it is low risk. No risks, no, as in give or take. If you win, you win. If you don't win, but, anyways, I had last year, I think that was last year, I, I created a content. There's a post on character merchandise and IP um, using the, I think it was the Annie Kulakpo film. I, I hope I pronounced it well. If I did not, IP friends, please forgive me. Hey, Joe, I'm begging. Um, then, episode 20 of my podcast features selena davies um who at that time was working uh, within the merchandising space i think she's still in that industry as well then you can also check out episode 15 where i talked about intellectual property rights that uh, that exists during a protest this is not a protest but this is an election um camp election period i do understand or i came across a post where it stated that donald trump um, when he was campaigning to, to be the president of the United States, had trademarked um, certain phrases that were, um, you know, linked to him during that period. So that's something that I think even Labour Party can consider uh, if they haven't already. Uh, bring Layer, Layer Connect, and Steven to make it um, work. Trust me, the obedience will gladly support whatever it is you guys are doing. Even though we've, I don't think we've, uh, we've moved that from the top to bottom phase, um, but we're still hopeful. Still a proud Nigerian anyways. It's also a good way of getting the youth attention um, going forward. I mean, the 2023 presidential election, we saw a lot of turnout, but the governorship election was nothing to write home about. I mean, even in my polling, you weren't so much. I mean, from a thousand we with became one 150 if if i would say that or you know so lp that's labor party layer and steven can collaborate or labor party can collaborate or bring in layer and um steven to build the momentum and use the opportunity to educate people 
and you know start preparing people for the next four years because 2027 if i buy you know far before you know we are preparing for election again then there will be another humongous amount of money that will be assigned to the electoral body um you also consider this to be an advocacy merch used to amplify a message such as I never give the people their mandates, LUP, you know, voting for the right persons or being excited that your person is winning. You know, the conversation has to if your person is not winning, that means the rest rigged. No. I mean it's we what happened in certain states like Lagos, Port Harcourt, you know, it's obvious that Okay, I'm just gonna pause there. <laughs> I'm tr- I'm trying so hard not to make any comment that someone will get offended. But should I should I really I really care i don't know i don't know guys well moving on um so yeah those are the considerations for me so i'm going to conclude with the following so my conclusion is this we need to start seeing merchandising as an extension of a brand not just as revenue generation so you need to be very creative with it you need to con- creators need to consider merchandising uh, I also need to be strategic about it, take advantage of timing. So imagine that Steven and Leia waited, say, a year later to come up with um, the LUP merch. Would it sell? Nobody knows. You can't predict. But if they, maybe if they are strategic about it, they would definitely uh, be able to persuade the consumers or obedient with a uh, good campaign ad. Um, you need to also consider royalty rates depending on your jurisdiction. Have a merchandise strategy. strategy. Um, consider exclusive and limited edition merch. Um, get a good distribution arrangement. Logistics as well. I mean, the logistic industry is a bit uncertain. You know, you place an order for something, you call your delivery guy, deliver by three, and it's delivering at 8 p.m. And it's not even remorseful about it. You know, stories like that. Uh, we need to respect. We need to start respecting people's creativity. Um, especially if you wish to monetize it. Reach out to the original creator. So do your due diligence. Investigate. Find out who is the first person that created, that, you know, started this movement. Just like what Leia did. Then I was like, before I put anything out there, please... Connect me to the first person or the person that started the LUP movement. And that was how Steven got in. Sign a licensing agreement. Fair use will not, the fair use defense or principle will not, the fair dealing, fair use in US and fair dealing in Nigeria. So the fair dealing principle will not save you if you're making money. Fair dealing principle only applies when you're not commercializing it. So you're using it for private use, uh, you're not monetizing it, you're using it for research purpose you're uh, creating a parody or educating people you know you're not making money basically oh my god <laughs> you're not making money basically if you are going to make money please reach out to the person it's also like i stated and i've always stated it is a great source of revenue for creatives and with that i have come to the end of episode 94 And so we have come to the end of episode 94 of IP series. 
thank you guys for listening to me um, discuss this case. If you found it insightful, please share your thoughts and reviews. Don't forget to like, share. And if you have cases you want me to review, send me an email to ipseriesinfo at gmail.com. Follow my handles on all social media platforms. And yeah, see you in episode 95. Have a wonderful day, guys. Bye.